You're listening to For the City, a podcast of Gospel City Church. My name is Micah Klutnadi. And I'm Brent Thomas. Let's spend some time walking through our discipleship pathway as we unpack what it means to be a disciple and a disciple-making church. What's up, Brent? How's it going, Micah? It's going great. Hey, I was thinking, and this is going to help us get into our topic for today, you and I uh, share a, a mutual desire to be fit people. Yes, desire like, is a great way to desire, say it. Yeah, like we want to get in the gym and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and be conscious of our health. Right. What is not easy is if you don't have a plan, you tend to not um, follow through with your yeah. desires or you tend to not progress in your fitness. Yes. Okay? Have you ever experienced oh, that? Oh, I feel like I'm experiencing that right now. There's been... An, just a lot of inconsistency in my routine in going to the gym. And there's been several times where I walk into the gym. I have no plan, but I'm just like, I got here. That's a win. And I kind of just like wander around, look at the machines. I could do that. I could do some of that. It's kind of like a la carte. Like there's so many options. And then half an hour goes by of me wandering around. Maybe I walked on the treadmill and then I'm like, that's enough. I think I'll go home. And lo and behold, surprise, surprise. I'm not like Mr. Olympia from acting that way (laughs) in the gym. And so I, I totally get that that relationship of if there's not an intentional plan in walking in the gym, I feel like I'm missing out. How about you and yeah, your and so the I think I mean I would say the same thing. Yeah, it's always uh, best when I have something laid out for me, right. and I have sort of a pathway, if you will, right. that helps me walk into uh, the program that I want to do and to yeah. to have a goal to accomplish. Yeah, and so. The reason I bring that up is because everything we've talked about on the podcast so far has been kind of like the distinctive characteristics of how we do church and how the, the, the listener, the member can come to our church. What we want to talk about today is what we call our discipleship pathway. Yeah. And it's this pathway that helps our members. Uh, it's removing now we're shifting gears a little bit. The distinctives were on the church. Now we're, we're calling the members to action. Yeah. And, and we want to be known as a disciple making church. First off, uh, what are some, what are, if we're not a disciple making church, what are we? I think the danger, if there's not a clear mission of where the church exists to make disciples, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, it will start to lend itself towards an event driven place. That's right. Like we offer a service to the community of a event on the weekends or even all our peripheral ministries start to be, uh, you come and consume and we do everything for you and it just feels great. And then you go home. Yeah. And to be clear, when we say discipleship or uh, a disciple making church, uh, making disciples is not evangelism. Right. Like we talked about last week about living sent and, and sharing the gospel. That's one aspect of, of sharing the gospel and trying to make disciples through the power of the gospel. But yeah. disciple making is the long game. For sure. It takes a lot of time. It takes walking with people. Uh, we never stop our discipleship journey from the time we get saved until we are glorified yeah. in heaven. And so as a church, you know, several years ago, we identified a need to like help our members. Uh, how do we measure? How do we know if we're winning at making disciples? How do we know if they're growing in their understanding of the word of God? And are they going and living sent? 
And so we were doing a series several years ago called Take a Step, and there was this one statement that was kind of like the driving statement. It was disciple-making churches create discipleship pathways that encourage disciples to take a step. Yeah. And that led us to put four words together that aren't perfect words. They're by no means like uh, a prescription. They don't solve everything, but they're a unified way of talking about how we right. measure discipleship at our church. Yep. What are they? Glorify, gather, grow, and go. That's right. And it is really like this. Hey, did you know they all start with G? That's they do. Awesome. Four Gs. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, it's unified for sure. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great way, I think, of talking about discipleship. We want every disciple at our church, at Gospel City Church, to glorify God yep. by loving God and loving people, to gather in the large setting and in the smaller setting. We want people to grow up into Christ in maturity and their understanding of the word and their spiritual disciplines. And we want every believer, every disciple going, living sent in the power of the gospel. So uh, as I said, you know, those kind of correlate really well with the distinctives of the church, right. but they're also the distinctives of a disciple. So let's real quick just unpack uh, each of those. Uh, what do you think it means for a disciple to glorify God? Yeah, this is kind of an all-encompassing thing for us. You know, it's hard to say that we can do anything intentionally in the church that isn't glorifying to God, right? So yes. it's it's the first one, but it's uh, it's in everything that we do. Yeah, I think it's like you could easily say disciples glorify God by gathering, growing, right. and going. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think it's the mindset of a believer to say that everything that I do will exalt Christ. It's putting Christ in the right spot, that he's on the throne. We're exalting him above everything, that I'm ascribing worth to him, and I'm offering my life as a living sacrifice to the Lord. And that's a that's a big deal because that will then inform those other those other three. That's um, right. And I think it goes into so so the gathering piece. Right. Um, we joyfully anticipate the weakling gathering of God's people. Mm -hmm. So every Sunday morning matters, yep. and it's a big deal. It's a it's an important time. It's the people of God coming together to meet with God, to hear from God, to worship God. Uh, but we're also as disciples not made for isolation, and yeah. so. You know, we're a big church. On Sunday morning, you could come and you could go and you could not be known. Right. So the gather piece of our discipleship pathway is a challenge that every disciple would be known within the body that is Gospel City Church. And so we're always encouraging people to get in a smaller group setting yep. where they can be known, where they can be held accountable, where they can be challenged. If you look in the Gospels, when Jesus was on the earth and doing his ministry, he sometimes spoke to large crowds. Right. He spent a majority of his time with 12 disciples, and then he had an even smaller group of an inner three who he really walked closely with and challenged with some things. And yep. and so, so you see, as the group got smaller, there was more intentionality yep. and more being known. And that's an important part of all of our discipleship, and it has to do with gathering with others yep. rather than being isolated. Yeah, the, the idea that you can come to a church service and step in and step out without anybody even knowing your last name is just a reality that we face in church in America yeah. with a church our size. And we, we say often that if a, if a person or even a member of our church doesn't get plugged into some form of small group, whether it's a, an adult small group, uh, some, some study or class or uh, just a accountability with other men and women in their life, 
it's not that long that we start to see them start to drift and we can almost uh, prophesy and say there's probably a good chance they're going to leave the church at some point. Yeah. And that's a terrifying thing for us as pastors because then we oh, we constantly feel this tension of how can we get people connected and give them avenues. Yeah. Recognizing that we're one person. Like if it was on you as the lead pastor of our church to get connected to every single person, what an overbearing weight that would be. Totally. And so there's beauty in recognizing that the church is actually functioning in these smaller group settings all throughout the week. Yeah. And then that leads great into the grow piece, which obviously, you know, our growth as disciples is really part of the, you can't have a discipleship pathway if you don't have people growing up into Christ. And that's often the hardest part to measure. And I think a lot of times churches are really good at evangelizing. Uh, We've talked about how uh, we want to engage unbelievers. We want to evangelize unbelievers, but we also want to be a church known for uh, equipping and establishing others in the faith. That's and good. so that pathway, I think a lot of times it can be easy uh, to focus, like you said, on the event or the gathering. And we we lack in the, the growth piece, providing avenues for disciples to grow up into Christ. Psalm right. chapter one says that we should be like trees planted by streams of water whose roots run deep. And we don't, are, we, we bear fruit in due season, but yeah. that takes time and that yeah. takes effort and that takes the right nutrients and so you got to get people who are saved um, into places where they are growing up into Christ and that obviously comes by the word of God I think that ultimately comes from the teaching and preaching of God's word but then there's more intentionality so we're going to come back to that one in a moment talk about the go one just uh, we've talked about live and scent the last couple of weeks but how does a disciple go as a part of our pathway or how do we measure it yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh, do you have a desire, do you have a responsibility that you feel to go and take the good news to the community and ultimately to the world? Like, do you do you see that your life is not uh, kind of like, hey, let me, I did everything you asked me to do, I, I glorified, I gathered, and, and I'm growing, and now I'm just going to sit in this little bubble with it, but it's the responsibility of, I have to go and I have to get other people in, and oftentimes we, we kind of look at it like a funnel, like, you know, a, a disciple start to come out the bottom of that funnel, um, maturing and well-shaped and well-rounded, and their responsibility is to try to get others to come in through the top of the funnel and start to go through that same pathway again. So it's it's walking with others in that same discipleship pathway. Yeah, and Psalm 96.2 declares glory among the nations as marvelous works among all peoples. We want every disciple declaring the glory of God. Right. And, and I believe every disciple can do that if they gather with God's people. If they grow into Christ, they will be launched to go. And ultimately that glorifies God. And so you see this pathway working itself out. And I think it's just an easy way, a tangible way to talk to people. If, if somebody's like, man, I'm not growing in Christ, I'm stagnant. I could say to them, well, are you gathering with God's people? Yeah. Like, are you, are you coming to church every Sunday? I come every once in a while. Well, man, you're not going to grow if you don't participate in the gathering yeah. or you might say are you in a small group yeah are you being held accountable do you have people challenging you on reading scripture and and making things alive to you and if they yeah. say no then you're gonna wonder then you then you're gonna know why they're not growing up into christ and yeah. that's often where the intersection is hard if somebody says they're not going and sharing the gospel you could say well are you growing in christ are yeah. you in a scenario where you're understanding more of the gospel and you're understanding more of god's word because if you are it's going to be infectious and you're going to have to tell somebody about yeah. it. So that whole like glorify, gather, grow, go 
it all works together. And I think it's just an easy way to talk about someone's discipleship. Yeah. I, it's funny because everything in our life that we do with intentionality has something like this. There's an, totally. there's an intention like going to the gym. Exactly. Yeah. There's an intentional way to walk and everything that we kind of look at and go, Oh man, I, I need more discipline in this certain area, we start to develop a plan and we hold ourselves accountable to things. And so we should absolutely approach this in our spiritual life without getting legalistic, That's right? right? Which is some of the danger that we, we can feel when we put words to something yeah. and we say like, hey, uh, just take three of these and call me in the morning and this will fix your whole life. The yes. reality is that, that it is a journey. It's a long process. And there might even be some like um, backtracking and, and seasons of life where your gathering looks different than it used to. But the the main end goal will always remain maturing disciples in Jesus Christ who love God, love his people, love his word, and want to tell other people about it. And so it will, might look different, and it looks different in our church based person on person, right? We don't we yeah. don't throw this as like a blanket over everybody and say, it's going to look exactly the same for all of you. That's right. And if you don't do it this way, and some of that plays into our groups and what that looks like and the different possibilities for our people, which is a great way for them to flush that out in the gather piece yeah that's good it's not a perfect answer to the question how is disciple a disciple formed right it's not a checklist or to do guide to salvation it's just a simple unified way of talking about discipleship and as a disciple making church we want to make sure we're being intentional with those avenues yes now the grow piece i think is often the hardest piece to measure yeah and churches that say they're disciple making churches often uh, what you don't want happening is people getting saved, people experiencing Jesus in a new way because of the service that you offer on a Sunday morning, and then getting to a place in their faith where they're just stagnant and right. they don't like you should be able to be born in the church and stay in the church until you die and always be on a ministry uh, on on a on a pathway of growing up into Christ. We every generation experiencing the beauty of Jesus, and so um, the grow piece. You know, for us at, at the church, we've talked about how there was kind of a pendulum shift. Uh, when we were growing up in church, it was all about Sunday school. And so you came to Sunday school, and then you would go to big church, and so you were getting the teaching and preaching of God's Word, but you right. were also getting like more apologetics and biblical literacy. And then in the, the last 10 years, the pendulum has shifted to small groups. And so uh, as... as uh, as Sunday school went away, uh, you saw an emphasis in small groups, which is more accountability and more getting together and fellowship. And that's yeah. they're both important aspects of the local church, but both very important. And I yeah. think what we were noticing was, man, we're a growing church, and we got a lot of people in small groups, but are our people biblically literate? Yeah. Like, they're coming on Sundays and getting a 40-minute message is that enough? Like there's way more depths to the Bible. And so we started thinking, how do we know that we're growing faithful disciples? And so in the last couple of years, and we're still fleshing it out, but we've, we've tried to hone in on this pathway and then specifically hone in on the grow piece. And so I think we talk about our discipleship and growing in Christ in, in three sort of uh, categories. We have groups, we have studies, 
and we have classes. Yeah. And so unpack those a little bit with me. Yeah. I think the groups, um, which is where we started. Groups yeah. were like the main thing. That's, we were all about groups yeah. and they're important. They're, they're important. And it's, again, it's one of those connection pieces as pastors, as leaders of a church. Like if I can plug you into a community of other believers who are rooted around the same things, um, when it comes to their desire to grow in Christ and their desire to uh, dig into God's word and prayer and accountability and just fellowship, like community, we're community driven people. Like we're, yeah. like you said, we're not meant to be isolated. And so that's a, that's an awesome thing. And then studies kind of continues to take that even further where let's say like our women um, yeah. right now are going through Proverbs yep. in this study. And so the focus of their time together, there's women's groups that, that do meet and continue to gather, but then there's this opportunity for them to come and they're going to dig deep into a specific area and see how Proverbs informs their life as women in Christ and how that can practically uh, uh, approach the various aspects of, of everything they do in their, their everyday life. And I think this, the studies piece for me, I, I'm continually convicted about just spaces where we're sitting under the teaching and preaching of God's word, yeah. you know, because it's, I think as I, even as I look at church history and look at some of the, the preachers of old, it was, they were, they were preaching on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, often Friday nights. And yeah. you, and the church that a lot of those in our busy lives and in our Western culture, a lot of those opportunities for sitting under the teaching and preaching of the word of God have gone away mm -hmm. and we've brought in, you know, more supplemental things. We've brought in more events. We've brought in more ways to be known, but nothing builds faithful disciples like the teaching and preaching of God's word. So if we can have consistent studies where people disciples are getting in settings where they're sitting under that in a practical yeah. way, you're going to grow faithful men and women and students yep. and children in the gospel. But then we also added these classes. Yeah. And so in the last couple of years, we added core classes and hope classes, and they're a little more like honed in. Talk about core classes. Yeah, core, This has been one of the most exciting things I've watched our church do as of late. Not because the other things we do are lame, but because I think what you just talked about, like the strong desire we feel to equip our people, the family that attends the house of gospel city church to be under God's word. And then, but then, you know, the end goal of preaching, they say is not that they would go, Oh, what a clever message. Right. Oh man, that pastor's awesome. It's that they would go home and they would read the Bible, right? It's that they would open God's word and dig it to them, dig into it for themselves. And so what core classes is, is doing is it's giving them uh, practical, theological, doctrinal handles that they can put on their own lives, yeah. right? It's it's basically seminary light for, for our church, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They're coming and we have uh, core doctrine and core scriptures and core scriptures is giving them the story of, of redemption and Jesus from beginning to end. Why, how does the whole Bible work together? Why is it all in the same book? Yeah. Why is Genesis to Revelation so critical to what we do? And that has just blown the roof off when it comes to our people getting hunger for yeah. God's word. And then core doctrine is then applying, okay, we, we understand the Bible. So now let's look at that, like theological things that you will have to make a decision on as you walk, grow in Christ and walk out your faith. And why do we believe what we believe? And when somebody comes to you with something against this, are you able to take your scripture and apply it to the doctrinal belief that you have? Yeah. And I love that we're doing that. I love that 
we've just this year introduced uh, core classes for kids. Yeah. And so we're taking that same thing and approaching it to, you know, upper elementary students who are gathering and saying, I want to, I want to do this too. I want to learn what does the Bible mean for me as a kid? And I, you know, again, that Sunday school mentality of, of, as a young child being informed that God's word is worthy of my attention right. and it can actually apply to my life. I love that we're approaching that in a new way. Yeah. It's basically our core has basically been our spin on Sunday school and just yeah. finding an outlet for, for it to happen. And like hope classes, yeah. it's a little less de- deep and it's, it's more like practical for people who are walking through hard situations. Yeah. Maybe they're new to the faith. Maybe they have, um, marriages that are are struggling or or need parenting help and so we've kind of focused in what does the bible say about marriage what does the bible say about parenting what does the bible say about forgiveness and what does the bible say about reconciliation and and all of the the group studies classes that we do they have an aspect of small group it's people being known among one another it's just the emphasis is different in groups it's more on the fellowship and accountability on on studies it's more on the teaching of god's word on classes it's more on the homework and the learning how to understand and study the bible yeah and i i think a, a disciple could be in all three of those settings yeah. at our church yeah but i we, think some are <laughs> yeah i think some are and it's awesome but we want every disciple in at least one of those settings yeah and then when it runs out you get into another setting but yeah. as those things develop and continue to rotate we're seeing more. The, the thing that I have found is this. If you're preaching the word of God and you're pointing people to Jesus, people are coming to church, but, but people are hungry for truth yeah. and people are hungry to grow. And if you give them the opportunity and provide for them the outlet, they will join in. And we've seen that to be true with yeah. core. Like so many people have gone through core and it's bringing, it's opening the eyes of people's hearts and yeah. it's been opening the eyes of our pastor's hearts yeah. and it's creating more opportunity for the word of God to go out. And so we're praying how to steward that further as yeah. we continue to glorify, gather, grow and go. I think the great thing is this is continuing to improve and we're finding new avenues and the, the beauty of what the church can offer to the people of God is not confined to four words that we apply to it, but yeah. rather we will continue to press on towards the goal of presenting those mature in Christ and realizing that we're never finished. It's sanctification. That's right. And it's the, the salvation is the beginning of a lifelong journey and we're happy to walk with people in it. So let us continue to pursue a pathway that glorifies God. Thanks for listening to For the City, a podcast of Gospel City Church. To find out more, visit mygospelcity.org. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and subscribe. Also, take a moment to share it with some of your friends. We'll see you next time.